if nothing else, we must constantly seek further progression. It is the simplest goal humankind can strive for. It is the simplest achievement we must aim for. And we are in. Welcome back to another big episode. Here we are. It's myself, Colin Moore, and co-host Bradley Lunn from the depths of Africa. How are you doing? We're good. Deep, dark Africa. So the internet connection might might cut off, but I hope I hope to be here for the full podcast. That's what we're hoping for. I know it's tough to get internet down that part of the world, but, uh, you know. Times are improving, I suppose. <laughs> we are improving. At least we have electricity. Like, gotta be thankful, you know. Yeah, better than the last time you were back there. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yep, enjoyed a brief snippet there of "Love Will Tear Us Apart." Great, great choice by our uh, tonight's guest, which will be a surprising one for most people, I think. Unexpected, I hope. I hope. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard the name in ages. Yeah. Oh, a long, long time. Should we uh should we just get them in? Yeah, yeah. Alright, let's try and figure out how to add people. This is real different to the last time I was using stuff. Alright, okay. Oh hello, chatted with that person four minutes ago. Add them in. Who could it be? Who could it be? Hello. Hello. Well, how are we? Not too bad. It's obviously been a long time. How are we doing for anyone listening? Jack Miller. It is indeed. Yeah, no, it's been a really long time. I actually, I was trying to remember when it, when the last time I would have seen you was, but I've actually got no idea. 2013, I think. Yeah. For you and I, at least. <laughs> Jesus. That That's a probably day off memories. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah I'm in the same boat. I don't know when, how long ago it would be either. Probably some random one, like a JK four years ago, or I don't know. It's funny yeah. then, this, the circumstances here being like, oh, well, we'll have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. But, uh, Must be yeah, scraping I, the barrel now if you're uh, getting the 2013 orienteers out now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've had four or five people say that we're scraping the barrel. We were scraping the barrel from the start with us as hosts, I think, is the reality. <laughs> In the sport of orienteering, it didn't, wouldn't, wouldn't take too long to start scraping the barrel. Like. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good times there. Good to see you. And uh, all of our 20 listeners should probably know who you are. So they might be excited to hear a few live updates and uh, slowly try and convince you back into the big game boy in turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, see how I feel after this. See if you can yeah. talk me into it. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll try not to be too hard on abuse then. Keep them happy. Yeah. Ease them in. This is why the abuse is why he left orienteering to begin with so we need to ease him back in <laughs> yeah be kind be kind Jack has never known for really taking it well the Miller's always had a tough time <laughs> <laughs> no not really everyone loved the Miller's they're probably dishing it out more than taking it <laughs> yeah, all the Miller's have ditched it no? yeah no mad times yeah, uh, that's crazy where is everybody now is James James still in in Northern Ireland at least, or? Yeah, James is still um, still back at home. He's back with the back with the parents up in uh, the hills of Dramara. Um, yeah, and then I'm in Bristol. Harry is Harry's in the army, so he's in like outside Salisbury at the minute, hoping to move to Scotland soon. So he'll be moving into proper good orienteering area. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very good, so we'll have to try and convince him on then, that's the next one. Yeah, well that's it, he gets like, uh, he can get paid to go orienteering, so he's he's the one you really want to be convinced, and that would be the easiest job. Yeah, that's the dream, professional orienteer. <laughs> Not sure I'm actually that old, that it is. Do the army yeah. pay, pay people to go orienteering? Yeah, well, like they, you know, you'll be on the payroll, and then that would be like as part of like training or whatever. Um, but yeah, when you go to like competitions, if you're competing on behalf of the army, then yeah, it's essentially a day's work. So nice. pretty decent. Is he yeah, in, the, so. in the British army? Or... Yeah, 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 that's it. Uh-huh. That's it. So yeah, so he'd be he's been in it quite a while now, but yeah, he's hoping to move up to Scotland in a couple of months' time. He'll be up in like. More for us, so like near where the where the like Scottish walk and stuff was up around there. In fact, do you remember one of the? Um, I don't know if you were there or not, but at the one of the sprint courses was like right beside like an airfield, and there was just like jets taking off all the time. That's essentially where um, where Harry will be. I've got okay. I've got I've blocked Scotland from my memory because I. Had oh, <laughs> he had a great uh, a famous middle distance where I started eight minutes after Brad right. and uh, caught him at the first control <laughs> oh, wow. and that wasn't a spectator race <laughs> yeah. oh, nice. Horrible. was that times. the that was like a hurt 
Was that a really, really rough middle distance? It's like every time anybody emerged from the forest, they were just like cut to shreds. Oh, yeah, that's probably so much. I don't, I don't remember it being too whew, like bloody, but okay. it was definitely like tough heather. Oh, to be fair, it might have been a bit like that. I don't, what's your, I don't know what your memory is yeah. like. Perhaps. It was, oh, it was, it was a, a battlefield. Was... Yeah, definitely remember some brutal uh, felled areas as well that easily could have yeah. shed oh, yeah. a bit of blood. Just classic Scottish terrain then. Yeah. Very grassy. Typical. And then the the relay area was like the cleanest piece of forest. Like <laughs> on, on the other side of the castle was like beautiful. Yeah. I'm thinking back now, I actually think that probably is the last time I saw you, Jack, because I think I might have ran one of the spectator race days with you. As in like started a few minutes apart and actually was out in, with you in the forest for a bit. But yeah, I think not I... the clearest memory. Yeah, because that would have been like my last my last year of university, I think. Uh, maybe it was, uh, no, it was my. It was just before starting the last year of university, and I think I stayed in, stayed in Sheffield that summer, and just did like loads of uh, loads of fell running. So I could like I could run, but I just couldn't navigate. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think when I saw you, I probably just like clung to you, and that was about it. <laughs> good times, sir. Good times. Ooh. And so, what are you? Great to see you on the beer, by the way. Uh, yep. And Bradley is representing well with some red wine. I unfortunately <laughs> yeah. might be in the car later, so disappointing effort. But uh, what are you doing at the moment in Bristol? And what has you on the coveted four-day weeks? Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, I work for a sort of composite research center. And so things like, yeah, carbon fiber and fiberglass. So anything from kind of like boats to F1 cars to planes or wind turbines, stuff like that. Um. So yeah, sort of like manufacturing and design stuff. Like MotoGP bikes as well. Or... <clears throat> um, no, nothing that I've been on anyway. Um, okay. But yeah, like there's um, yeah, there's a few guys that would just be like absolutely obsessed with that stuff uh, in work. Um, probably more sort of like F1 stuff than bikes really. But but yeah, quite a quite a good. That's pretty stuff. cool. Mm, yeah, sounds sweet. Yeah. Brad was saying he saw your name in the results of a few MotoGP races. I think that's why he's bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, now you say that, actually, um, yeah, these guys in work have also said the same thing to me. They're, you walk past them, and they're like, oh, how's the, how's the pre-season training going? Stuff like that. And be like, oh, I see you smashed the race last weekend. But I was like, what the hell are these guys talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's weirdly as well. Um, so I've done a couple of like training sessions with Bristol and West uh, Athletics Club. Um, they're a really good, really good club. They're like one of the biggest ones in um, in England. But there's a guy there who's about the same age as me, uh, also called Jack Miller, with like the exact same uh, spelling of the surname as well. And I've had two emails from like the club secretary being like, "Oh, I've got your uh, winnings from the last race. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what bank account should I send these over to?" Oh, I'm just like, um, yeah, I didn't do that race, <laughs> and if I did, I definitely would not be winning. But, yeah, the guy's an absolute tank. Like he'd win. Well, I think he comes like sort of top ten, top five in like uh, 
Bucks cross country, so like British University cross country and stuff. So yeah, absolute animal. I've seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, quite a few up. times I've seen his like name. I think in road races yeah. cross country, or I think like maybe he was close to qualifying for the British cross country team yeah. for European something. And I was like, "Fuck Jackson Schaefer." <laughs> and I was like, "Geez, we get this guy back into orienting," and then realizing like, "Oh wait, I've seen this before, haven't I?" Might not, yeah. probably isn't him. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just the slow Jack Miller. It's great. <laughs> Still faster than either of us, I suspect, but <laughs> Jack uh, yeah. tough name to live up to. That's it, definitely. Yeah, can't go near a motorbike, can't, can't go near a track. Yeah. Can't yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can go near a I think there's some Colin Moore and Mayo who's a bit of a decent player, but uh, yeah. other than that, I'm free to go. Point here, it's <laughs> yeah. no biggie. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another Jack Miller orienteering out there somewhere. It's fun to be. Fun to Definitely be. not the best land or lund in orienteering. That's for sure. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that's true, but I don't know of the other lund. But no doubt in Scandinavia. You yeah, it sounds like there could definitely be some Norwegians or something with a, with a lund there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brad's coming 12th in the Lund Championships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, are, there like... any, are there any like, Dutch orienteers with like the surname Lund? Because I guess that's where it comes from then, isn't it? There's, uh, like, there's... You wouldn't be worrying about Dutch orienteers anyway. Yeah, well, that's what I'm <laughs> There was a Danish guy called Mikkel Lund who was like top 20 at one stage, but this was oh, like really? 15 years ago. Like... Yeah. It's just been like your aspiration for life then, is it? <laughs> <laughs> At least there's like there's definitely no Bradley Lund in like yeah, Denmark, yeah. Sweden, yeah. Like Yeah, yeah, that's true. You've always got the full name sound up. Yeah. Not yeah. many Scandi Bradleys. <laughs> and see, you only working four days a week, do you say at the moment, Jack? Is there any reason for that? Or is that COVID related or just Yeah, COVID COVID related. Um, uh, yeah just like well aerospace is like a big customer of ours and as you can imagine uh, aerospace is kind of tanked a little bit so yeah gone the four yeah. days a week temporarily anyway so but yeah it means I get longer weekends so I won't yeah. complain too much taking advantage of it yeah I've got um, I've been able to do some like longer days and stuff on Fridays um, and then at the sort of start of lockdown there's a there's a track that's kind of near me that's been sort of abandoned. Uh, but it's in like, it's not too bad a sort of condition. So I was going up to that and stuff on Fridays. Spend a few hours up there. And then, um, yeah, a friend, me and a friend of mine, uh, we entered we entered the Alm. Um, so then I was like, oh, I'm going to use Fridays for like more sort of like long distance stuff. So then, yeah just been doing that really kind of going out on long runs and stuff on Fridays either sort of locally or yeah up into like the Brecon Beacons or um up to the Lake District and stuff like that sweet, so it's been sweet. Good. what class are you running at the arm so we were running the elite course um but the arm's oh, been it's been cancelled as of ah. like last week I think Fair. um but it was kind of Kind of inevitable to be honest, I thought it was going to happen. 
Um, but the guy I was doing it with, Jack Wright, he he did the Bob Graham a couple of weeks ago or last month or something like that. Um, and he's been fucked since or something. Yeah, absolutely. He absolutely <laughs> smashed it. Like did really really well. Um, but then yeah. After that, I think he's only just done like 10k for like last week or something. So he was uh, he was kind of on the verge for being able to run yeah like 45k a day. <laughs> yeah, fair. Not the easiest weekend. Quick recovery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair. Oh, I'd actually seen that himself, and it was Nick Barber ran it as well at the same time. Yeah. I think I saw. Well, I th- must have seen that you were pacing, or maybe I'd like. Wouldn't mm. really know them, but I know of them, and they both wrote, did write-ups on their attack point, which I gave yeah. a quick read. So, how was that pacing the Bob Graham? Yeah, it was good. It's good. I really enjoyed it. That's the first time I've kind of like supported a Bob Graham before. Um, so I did leg one and leg five. So the last one, first one and last one. Um, but yeah, the first one goes at like well, we left at like three in the morning. I think it was maybe half three in the morning. Um, so that was a bit, that was a bit weird. I haven't really ran at that sort of time before. Um, yeah, like before before the start, I just um, we stayed in like a we borrowed Scarlett, my girlfriend's um, parents' camper van, drove up there, just parked up in uh, Keswick, and then yeah, alarm went off at like three in the morning, and just ran over to this like car park. I sat there in this car park, like completely on my own, in like running gear, just sat on the floor, <laughs> waiting for people to turn up. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Like the first, the first leg was bloody hard work because, you know, those guys are pretty fresh because they've just started. Um, and then, so I was doing it. It was me, Johnny Malley. Uh, we're supporting, yeah, Nick Barber and Jack Wright. Um, so me and Mally were kind of carrying all of their gear, so all of their like food and water and stuff like that. So everybody's in the same starting position, but the two support runners have like bags <laughs> of food and stuff. <laughs> so I, was, I was carrying Jacks, and he had like brought like uh, salted pota- potatoes and all kinds of shit. So I was just like running with a bag of potatoes. Um, it was bloody hard work. You'd like. Um, yeah, you'd sprint up to them and then uh, Jack would be like, oh, yeah, get us some potatoes, get us some potatoes. You dish those out and then he just like, keeps going. And then he's like, oh, I need some water. And then you're like sprinting up again. So it's just like stop, sprint, stop, sprint. And it just absolutely ruins you. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was good. I finished the first leg and then just kind of like passed out. Uh, woke up, went for like a, went for a walk around the place, got like a fish and chips. And then went up to the start of like leg five. And then like I was supporting Jack for that one. And it's just so weird because they're like still running. Whereas like I finished, slept, like had a walk around the place, ate, eaten, and they're still running. So it was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, then leg five, like they absolutely smashed their sort of like target time. Um, I think initially they were looking at like going sub 19 hours. And Jack ended up going sub seventeen. Um, I think I think Barbie was about seventeen thirty or something like that as well. So he absolutely smashed it too. But um, yeah, the sort of end of the Bob Graham route. There's like 
it must be like 7k or something on the road and jack was like doing you know four four ten minute k's or something Fuck it's ridiculous yeah, it's ridiculous you do you like after 16 and a half hours or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. it's just <laughs> i just couldn't believe it like i was expecting like an easy sort of run in and then he was just absolutely smashing it so yeah That's fair play to him it was very impressive yeah. very impressive yeah, good. How far, huh? how far mm. is it? Like, I think it's like 110 kilometers or something. And then obviously, so it's in the Lake District. I'm not, I'm not sure how many peaks they bag on the way around, but like, you know, crazy amounts of climb as a result of just being here, yeah, endless like up and down mountains. Um, yeah. And there's not like a whole lot of, you know, the Lake District. The Lake District is quite sort of peaky. Um, you, know, you wouldn't get that many sort of, uh, but I guess uh, I'm comparing it to the Brecon Beacons, which is quite close to me. So, you know, you get, you kind of run up a big steep ridge, but then you get up on top of the ridge and it's quite flat, whereas it's not yeah. really the case in the Lake District. Like you kind of, yeah, just constantly up and down, up and down, up and down. And so, yeah, it's pretty, pretty impressive. And like some tough terrain to go over as well. I think there is even like bits of it where like, they had to get like ropes out and stuff for like rock climbing and to get up to like some of the peaks and stuff so yeah very impressive, very impressive. Yeah, it's like it's an official race like so it's well it's not um, a race like yeah it's, yeah so it's, it's like you have you have to try and get all the peaks done within 24 hours and you start in Keswick at like i don't know what it is the church or the town hall or something you yeah, have a better cool. idea it's called the Moot Hall, but yeah, it's essentially like a town hall in the middle of Keswick. And then you go around yeah. and pick off. I think it's, for some reason, I feel like it's about 50 buttons, but that might be completely wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've got no idea. But it's a long way. Um, lots of hills. Um, and then, yeah, essentially... You have to have like sort of people with you to sort of verify or traditionally you would have people with you to sort of verify that you've gone to like each of the peaks um, yeah. and yeah like Colin says sort of within the 24 hour period but yeah it's one of the sort of like big three you know there's you've got uh, the Bob Graham Round which is in the Lake District uh, the Paddy Buckley which is up in Snowdonia in like North Wales and then the Ramsey Round in Scotland and they're all relatively similar um in terms of like sort of yeah distance and having the sort of like time the time on your feet as well i don't think the paddy bucky run actually has a sort of 24 uh, limit on it but oh, really? still still pretty epic yeah yeah uh, fair yeah, yeah it's crazy it's crazy but, yeah. yeah big days out that's for sure a lot of climb yeah i feel like those rounds have like you know, like, cause especially Bob Graham's probably the original and goes back mm. quite a while. And the other two, I'm sure, go back a good while too. But it's taken off more and more, like in Wicklow in the last 10, yeah. or maybe they started like 15 this year ago. <coughs> Wicklow, they've set up one and they've set up the Dennis Rankin one in the mornings. And yeah. They're yeah. just getting a bit bigger and bigger, uh, more popular. And the amount of people doing like the Bob Graham every year now is like, it's like, yeah. I think it's like 100 people almost a year. Uh, yeah, Bob Graham's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, and I guess like this year especially with there not being sort of any 
races on or anything like people have just kind of gone for um i mean i don't know what it's like over in ireland but i know here there's been people have just been going for like the records and those kind of rounds and um you know like i think running the length of the pennines has been broken like twice this summer and stuff like that everybody's just kind of targeting those rather than uh doing races you know it's like when jack did that bob graham he was like oh yeah i'm gonna screw myself after this but it doesn't really matter because there's no races anyway <laughs> yeah exactly so. it's a nice time to just like mm, go for it because yeah, you've nothing else to race so you can just race yourself and it doesn't really matter what happens yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no it's kind of the same i don't know if it's in as much in ireland like people focusing on that but it feels like i was reading about the bob graham this year and then being like mm. we have to put time slots in for people to book into the bob graham because sound people were showing up after like lockdown ended yeah yeah, uh, yeah just seems a bit mad but cool so were, you, were you tempted then after that like the atmosphere and finishing and stuff you got to be kind of thinking back of your head when's my bob graham yeah, I'd like to do something similar, like eventually. Um, but it's just, yeah, the amount of hours you have to put in to kind of do that. Like, I think you really need to live in a sort of like mountainous area and just be like getting out into sort of like hill running every day, because it's just so different. You know, like Bristol is Bristol's quite hilly. I mean, it doesn't have the elevation or anything, but like you, you wouldn't be going through terrain for hours and hours. And I think you just need to be doing that on a regular basis. But one day, one day I'd like to do it. I'd yeah. quite like to do, maybe not the Bob Green, but I'd quite like to do the Dennis Rankin run just because, you know, so, stay true to my roots. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. The record's there for the taking, Jack. <laughs> yeah. I think I, uh, I think I read about some like ultra runner that was sort of targeting um or maybe it was on like the Nimra Facebook page or something. I think they like posted on posted on the Nimra page to see if they could get anybody to kind of like support them around it that like sort of knows the routes and stuff. Um, oh, could be. I don't know the background here, but your man uh, Gavin Byrne is a good Irish ultra runner. He okay, actually is right. the Wicklow round record holder, and he oh, ran yeah. the Dennis Rankin oh, probably about a month ago, and he had like. I think he just had a few people. He had your uh, guy, Oshin Brennan. I don't know if you know him, but he's a young mm. enough guy from the Moors. And I don't know, really know how they would know each other. Maybe uh, they'd met at, the, at a race or two beforehand, but I kind of got the impression. <laughs> just like, was like, oh, does anyone want to lead me around? Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that happens a good bit. Like, Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, those ones are always, those ones are always kind of like that. I think it just takes, you know, the right person to show like an interest in doing it and then they'll just, smash the record yeah um, yeah like i think finley wild took the sort of ramsey around with me like last yeah, week i think that. yeah and, like the guy's an absolute that. animal it's just that he only decided to do it like this year <laughs> yeah <laughs> if he had done it last year he would have beat it as well it's just like whenever he decides to do it sort of thing oh yeah you can just take whatever record he wants you feel like except for maybe killian trenay's bob graham but yeah yeah because he took the Ramsey record with like just unsupported, uh, carrying all his gear. Yeah. yeah What's Gillian's <clears throat> Bob Graham record? Yeah. I think it's like just under 12 hours. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Jesus. It would be about that. Uh, yeah, he's about an hour ahead of the second fastest time, which to be fair is like from in the 80s or something. Uh, but a lot yeah, of good guys it? have gone for it and not really. Uh, gotten 
that close to the second best time until yeah. until Killian came along. I'm just saying, oh, it's 12 hours 50. Uh, 12 hours the previous, 50. Or 12.52, the previous record was Billy Bland's 13.53. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like that, Jack, Killian did some summer, like, and was like, oh, I think I'll do the Bob Graham and sent out an email to like yeah. one or two guys. And then suddenly, like, like heaps of top pacers. Well, I think I remember reading they were actually a bit reluctant at first because they were going to pace another fella. I don't know, don't know, remember who it was, uh, yeah, who was going to go for a faster. Something. Could be, I'm not sure, to be honest. It was yeah. some guy who was going to go for a fast one. And mm. the paces were all holding off. They were like, ah, we're supposed to be helping out our mate. And he pulled out for whatever reason, was like, ah, oh, look, yeah, go on and help Gillian, give it a go. Yeah. And then suddenly he got all these paces and, yeah, flew around. Smart, yeah, screw it. Yeah. yeah. What was he smashing on the 7k road back to home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three well, times. The thing is, he probably was doing four minute k's, but he was probably doing four minute k's everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very good. No, the same. Like, I feel like I could be tempted to do a few of the rounds at some point, but like. For mm-hmm. me, the first one I'm thinking about for sure is the Wicklow round, just because that's where you're from. And stay true to your roots, as you say. Yeah, that's it. That's you it. weren't true enough to your roots to enter the morning marathon instead of the on, though. <laughs> yeah, was that this? Was that this weekend? Was it? Yeah, just gone. Yeah. Did you? Did you do it then? Did you? Yeah, I did. I did it with uh, Johnny Quinn. Uh, oh, cool. Didn't you amazingly for us? To be honest, <laughs> we had a. We had an all right day one. Um, no, pretty solid, to be fair. We started pretty quick. Uh, had a few issues later on, like one or two bad route choices, which cost us a little bit. And Johnny's ankles started hurting him, which slowed us down a bit, but not hugely. Uh, but we came into the finish, and Paul Prezina and Phil Vokes were miles ahead of us. Like, they just had absolutely smashed us regardless, which was pretty impressive because we thought we'd done all right. Uh, <laughs> But also a bit depressing to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we had a kind of awful day too after that too because I was bonking a bit and uh, and Johnny a little bit as well. So he, Johnny carried both my bags for some uphills. So, oh, yeah, wow. good times, good times. <laughs> Fair enough. Did you um, did you get much flights for training in beforehand for it or not really? Um, not too bad to be honest because well I'm kind of coming off like basically just spent like the last six months in New Zealand and yeah, with cool. their job just running around the mountains living the dream so I actually had done quite a lot of long runs and then nice. Johnny and I did a few long runs just like the three or four weeks leading up mm-hmm. uh, yeah but but to be honest like even if we had the well I don't really know why I had such a bad day on day two but even if we had the endurance like Paul and Phil were just quicker than us as well, just stronger. So fair enough that. Yeah. How heavy was the the bag you took? Did you break uh, any records on that? Eh? Mm, probably did. Like yeah, I've done it with Mark the last few years, and we were probably about five kilo bags, and I was about the same with Johnny this year. Um, five kilos. Yeah. How was, how was what are you thinking? Lighter. I have no idea. I, I'm just like. A, 
Yeah, take like a small bag and then just whatever fits in it, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. even weigh it. I'm just like, yeah, this bag's not very big. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. The smaller the bag, the better. But I guess you also want stuff that's compact and light. Yeah, 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 definitely. Did anyone sleep in a portaloo this year? Not this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, no, they made you bring a second tent this year too because of COVID, so they all sleep in mm. different tents. But uh, you didn't actually have to carry the second tent; you just gave it to them at the start. Yeah. But we got to the uh, the end of day one, and you know, setting up tents and stuff, and then like started going around that apparently people had packed like their dinners and like cooking equipment into their second tent, and milk had exploded in their tent bag, and yeah, it just sounded quite funny. But the organisers had. I think the organizers had found a reason man to it, but they were like, oh, fuck it, leave them off. Cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, good times anyway. Great weekend. It was lovely weather. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, they are Can't good as well. Marathon, met in marathon with mates. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I think I would like to do like the morning one because it is earlier than in the year than uh, like the OMS always the sort of end of October. And the weather's just gross. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's brutal. It's just never nice. Yeah. The morns is nicely as well. Like, oh, I don't know, like probably 15k a day shorter, which yeah. is uh, which is a big bonus, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, Weak. Yeah. <clears throat> Weak, mate. <laughs> I'd like to see you give any of them a go. <laughs> is there a C class? <laughs> there is a C class. C class was under 20k a day. Oh, nice. Uh, that's way too much. <laughs> you can take all of your luxuries with you on that one. That's <laughs> a bottle of wine. We actually yeah. did get to the campsite overnight, and Mark was there, like, kind of hanging around, maybe volunteering a bit, I'm not sure. And uh, since Johnny and I knew that we were, like, 45 minutes or 50 minutes behind Paul and Phil, we were like, ah, oh, fuck, well, we're out of the racing here. And Mark's there like, oh, do you want some beers? So we had a few <laughs> cans of Guinness overnight, which was lovely. That's settlers. <laughs> that is a bonus, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Is Mark yeah. still injured? Yeah, he's back with the, the plantar fasciitis. Uh, we stayed yeah. in his house the night before. Which, good times. Good to, see, good to see himself, see the family. And they were all loving it. They were like, ah, oh, it feels like we're part of the moor. And so everybody weighing and packing their gear. But we don't actually have to go through the shitty part of running. <laughs> is that at the are you staying at the Stevens family house exactly yeah yeah cool, cool. stayed there a few years now one year stayed there I was running with Lawrence and like Mark was living in Australia the parents were away in France and like Jill let us in and just showed <laughs> to our rooms we were like thank you <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. that's cool Stevens hospitality just... yeah oh yeah lovely lovely to die for Indeed. Yeah. Uh, while we're while we're here, Jack, we should probably uh, try get you to name name the Eucala team for uh, for the club, Dublin Mountain Club, twenty twenty one, because it's a staple. We do it every every interview. First right. things first. Uh, any interest in running Eucala? Can we convince you onto the team? <laughs> Sounds great. I'd love to do Eucala. I haven't done it before. Oh really? Yeah, sick. Uh... Uh, pretty much head over on a Friday Friday evening or whenever a uh, little bit of evening training that night another like warm up 
basically there's a warm map right beside the main area yeah. uh, sometime Saturday get out race finish your race get on the beers go on the boat overnight party and uh, fly home for either work on a Monday morning or take the day off <laughs> yeah yeah Bless. so, so yeah. is that is that the sort of entry requirement for the Dublin Martin Club ukulele team yeah, yeah do you want to do oh, it yeah. yes oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah if you're uh, if you're up for it we'll have you <laughs> oh, especially yeah. if you're up for the drinking part too that's kind of a yeah yeah that's like the two definitely high hand, on the right? criteria list yeah no doubt <clears throat> oh, definitely um yeah so that's you can include yourself in the list if you think you're making the first team or second team up to you if you need me to read out names let me know and i'll get a list up otherwise okay. just who you think seven men making the team seven um well i'm gonna go for the easy ones of colin brad so that's two <laughs> yeah baby that's back in the team delighted <laughs> is that a he controversial decision <laughs> Oh, uh, he's delighted anyway. <laughs> You've satisfied the uh, the hosts. Well, I don't. I don't even know who's in the Dublin Martin Club. So, um, oh, it's like a very not official club. Just okay. a load of names who were like, "All right, you're in, mate." Okay. But yeah, yeah. Go list so, away. I'm just gonna name people in the Dublin area then. Um. Okay. So you two. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, is Owen in the Dublin Martin Club? Uh, yeah. Do you want me to read a list of like we had a we we had a selection policy of people who were interested, so I can okay. read those names out to you if you want. Yeah, yeah, uh, that sounds good. There's myself, Connor Short, James mm-hmm. Haynes. I don't know if you, you know him. He's Oxford based, but he studied in Dublin. Okay. Uh, Kevin O'Boyle, Roy uh-huh. Short, Colleen Corbett, Mark Stevens, Owen McCullough, Lawrence Quinn. Brad Lund, Jonathan Quinn, Connell Whelan, might be before your, or after your time, but Niall McCarthy, you know Niall, I'd say, Rory, yeah. Rory Long, that is, and Brian Armstrong, Seamus O'Boyle, and Nick Simonon, but he's not really in the team because we're not having him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't follow requirements sufficiently for us to have him. Yeah, we're just not certain he's going to live up to the drinking standard we need. Um, <laughs> also, we interviewed him a while ago and that was scraping the barrel like yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> the most most elite runner you've interviewed is it <laughs> oh by a long way <laughs> fair enough um well yeah i reckon like first leg you're gonna need somebody that's just you know can cling on um this is the problem. I haven't spoken to that or like seen any of you guys in so long that I'm just. Uh, so this is going to be going off. Kind of send people if you haven't seen them. This is going off like 20, 2013 data. Oh, then um, I rightfully deserve my position in the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have some good races in twenty thirteen, Brad? No, 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 no. I can't remember. Like too long ago. Like. Apologies, <laughs> <laughs> apologies. Go back to the name of the list. <laughs> well, I mean, I reckon if Owen stayed the way he's stayed the way he was before, he'll be uh, absolutely rapid. So 
that that'll be leg one, I think, uh, for smashing it around. Cool. And then, yeah, you two may as well have uh, the short brothers. Reliable, um, yeah. That's five men. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> then it gets controversial because you know I'm gonna have to be in there somewhere. So. Oh yeah, uh, on 2013 data, you're looking good as well. <laughs> uh, so then fi- final leg we need somebody with a good good sprint finish somebody with that... a bit of power in their legs oh. Oh, a or bit maybe... of power in their legs that's Mark Stevens. don't know if he knows how to read a map yet but yeah that's true actually there you go you've rounded it out for me apologies I shouldn't be suggesting people for you <laughs> But that man's got bricks on his legs. He does indeed. Yeah, that's that's all I see. You know, it's like Strava pictures, and he just looks like an absolute tank. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not actually him who runs the races. He just kind of poses for pictures, and yet somebody yeah. else run under his name. The results can't yeah. be his. It's too much bulk. <laughs> to be fair, most probably the most recent person that I've seen. So I go him. At Christmas time, obviously, and then we would go to the Turkey Trot, which is like a um, Boxing Day race. I think. Oh, uh, yeah. very good. Did you beat him? No, I was injured when I was uh, there last time, and that was like the first time I'd seen Mark Zuber running. Um, but yeah, Mark smashing it. He was just just behind Paul, I think. Paul Cruzina. Oh yeah, that's a good going. Yeah, he's back in the game. He's a. Uh... He, I think he went to Australia, did a share of drinking, and just fell in love with the sport on a, on return home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, now he fell running, has a few Irish caps to his name. There you go. Got to make you think you should be uh, you should be going to a few selection races, Jack. If Mark's making the team, <laughs> <laughs> bring up some old rivalry. That was great. Uh, we'd love to see it. Just, yeah, every every little local race, me and Mark would just be psyching each other out. <clears throat> it's exactly what we want no map reading just psyching psyching each other <laughs> yeah. out yeah it probably was exactly that as well <laughs> who do you think would win in a fight between Colm and Mark Stevens oh Mark definitely oh that was quick <laughs> that was disappointingly quick I don't know I think we've seen it a few times and Mark's uh, Mark's seen the the sorry end of a rear naked choke that's all I'm saying <laughs> you've got the technique is it uh yeah yeah the heart on paper you know mark's got it all but just you've got so long now, range it's a high well. advantage yeah, just gives a long range the attack the reach yeah, yeah no i'm backing myself confident confident yeah fair enough you just gotta sit dancing and then you can like take him off you'll never be able yeah. to reach you exactly. happy days <laughs> i've got the floor too so we can get into a wrestling match. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> is there a big weight difference between the two of you? Or... Mark weighs less than me. I think Mark's like usually 74, 75, and I'm like 78, mm-hmm. 79. Um, or maybe a little bit less now. Yeah, that's probably roughly it. Yeah. Not much in it. Not huge. Not, not enough to call ourselves the same weight class. So I don't feel guilty when I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> what is that like? Uh, is that welterweight? Welterweight might even be on for heavyweight. I think heavyweight's like surprisingly light. Jesus Christ! I don't want to. I don't want to hope that I'm in heavyweight. 
Uh, yeah, I think welterweight could be probably fair enough. I was always a bit like, oh, like you start going down like welterweight, below that lightweight, below that featherweight, and I was like, oh, like if you needed to, if you know, if you were going into the fight game, what's what's a uh, featherweight? Oh, the boxing is fifty-seven kilos. Okay, yeah. I couldn't get to that. But they're uh, all so rapid. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, that is the issue. <clears throat> but you just be hoping that you're like almost a foot taller, and you just, you know, take that to your advantage. <laughs> Yeah, in UFC, it's uh, 66 kilos for featherweight. And I was like, oh, look, you could try shave 12 kilos. Hope that a lot of it's water weight. 12 kilos? (laughs) (laughs) 12 kilos. Let me see what lightweight is. Lightweight, 70.3 kg. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, that one's doable. Getting under that. That's, That's all right. Yeah, I probably am above welterweight at the moment, to be honest. I could be in that light heavyweight sort of thing. Yeah. We won't talk about it. Don't want to hear that. Brad's you just be- running the stats now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at the heavyweights, and it's upper bound of 120 kilograms. Imagine, like, 220 kilograms men going at it in a, in a mixed martial arts yeah. ring. Like. It's upper bound at 120, did you say? Yeah. Right, okay, so they have to get under that. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I feel like anybody should be able to get under 120 kilos. <laughs> uh, you would be interested to see some really huge fella. Like your man from Game of Thrones, what's his name? Uh, Thor or something? Thor? Yeah, it is something like Thor, isn't it? I don't remember. Darsandica. Yeah, exactly. Like, imagine seeing him in there. I wouldn't give a fuck what skills you've got. If he's fucking a foot taller and that much muscle, mm. I just don't know there's much you can do to him. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's crazy. Or isn't it like, um, yeah, on the sort of like later episodes of Game of Thrones in that last series, and he's like throwing around like the hound. And like yeah. the, the hound is absolutely massive. He's a huge man. Yeah. And then, like, you watch, like, the back, the sort of, like, behind-the-scenes thing, and it's like, yeah, this Icelandic dude's just throwing him about like he's a ragdoll. It's oh, really? Fucking yeah. Nothing like think... getting, a, getting an acting gig in a famous, like, series just because you're massive. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Like, I don't know if he was famous before that or what, but he is famous for life now. Like, he can get any role that's like that if he wants it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Any man uh, who throws around the hound, I'll give him an acting job. <laughs> yeah. But even in like the behind the scenes bit, um, yeah, the guy who's acting like the hound is like choking up like blood and stuff, like in real life. He's not even acting, he's just getting what? shit kicked out of him. Just, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Is that legal in an acting job? Like <laughs> I guess he's agreed to it, but yeah. He's just like wheezing and stuff, and it's ridiculous. Back. Well, for some, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, uh, it's well the uh, the last few days you were obviously cycle touring down around England. You're saying, how did you find that? Was were there many of you going, or what was the story? Yeah, it was just me and a pal from uni, Chris Owens, and um, also ex-orienteer. <laughs> um, yeah, recognise the name. 
Yeah, yeah. No, he was he was pretty good back back in the day. Peaked at M sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we all? Jack Miller's <laughs> yeah. top three at the JK or something. Yeah. So it's all downhill from sixteen. <laughs> um You must have got some yeah. sweet sculpts back then. Like What was that, sorry? You must have got some some solid sculpts at M sixteen at JK if you came in top three though. <laughs> Yeah, our age, our age class is really weird. Like, um, you, you know, I see like all the age classes are like, there's like two years, isn't there? But um, the one above us, a lot of them stayed and like mine. But I don't think there's any of us have actually stayed yeah. in like orienteering. Yeah. Um, I'm trying yeah. to think, you would have had the likes of like Jack Benham so and like, oh, I don't even remember. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like the year above us was probably Johnny Crickmore, Peter Bray, and yeah, Johnny Crickmore, Peter Bray, Will Gardner, uh, oh, yeah. and all those guys. So yeah. these are the ones that lasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, Chris and I went um, did a bit of a cycle tour around like the southwest of England. <clears throat> it was really good. Originally, we meant to be going into like Wales, but it's gone into kind of like local lockdown in patches so sack that off um, but yeah it was bl- bloody hard work like Chris has just been racking up the miles on his bike so he's like really really used to it um, whereas I am not <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was like every hill he was just dropping me on uh, and yeah as soon as you put, start putting like you know your clothes and like food and stuff on the bike it just gets so so heavy, man. Like any little climb, and you're just screwed on it. But yeah, I think oh, we did. Fuck. Tell me about it. We, we basically did the same thing like a yeah. few weeks ago, just did a bit of cycle touring on the west coast of Ireland. Oh, and nice. like, I probably longest cycle on a road bike was like 50 or 60k before. <laughs> yeah. We didn't go like crazy distance. I had done like an 80k mountain biking thing in New Zealand. So I was like, oh, sure, it'd be grand. Mm. But we just like, overpacked my panniers and then yeah Claudia was with as well so I took a bit of her stuff and the hills at the end fuck me <laughs> just struggled so much everybody dropped me so hard oh, I mean yeah. as we just discussed I guess I'm a heavy boy regardless but yeah <laughs> noticed it then <laughs> yeah definitely definitely but yeah I would be similar I think like before doing that I'd done like a 100k on the mountain bike on like one of my Fridays off um, and then, like, the first day of this one, it was, like, 175K. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I got to, like, I got to 120. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is good, this is good. But then we, like, stopped, had, like, a fish and chips, and then went up uh, this, like, ridiculously steep uh, hill. It's, like, called Porlock Hill. It's, like, on the like, UK, like, sort of top 100 climbs. And I just, like... I just crumbled after that. <laughs> it was an absolute slog. Oh, um, I'd say with panniers on that, like, or yeah, whatever yeah. weight, yeah. And then the next day, Chris was like, oh, it's okay. Look, you know, we've got we've got a short day today just to recover. Um, and then it was like 145K. <laughs> I was like, oh. If I hadn't done yesterday, this would be my longest ever ride. And you yeah. call it a short day. <laughs> just a recovery? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, it was good. It's good. Really, really nice, like sort of scenery and stuff. Um, and yeah, good company. So 
It was really fun. Yeah, and, um, good times. Yeah, Chris lives up in Derby, which is kind of like the middle of England. And he cycled down to Bristol before doing it and then cycled <laughs> it back up again as well. So he did like a thousand <laughs> kilometers in six days. It was ridiculous. Oh. Jesus. Is that yeah. a one-day cycle for him from Derby down to Bristol? or? Yeah, so he, he drove a little bit of the way and then cycled but I think like on the um, on the way back he was, did like 180 something kilometres and then it would have been something similar on the way down so yeah still a big yeah. big days <laughs> well your three or four days whatever of cycling was his like five or six yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I did four days and he did six then but yeah, yeah. yeah it was crazy. a big week <laughs> yeah so yeah, I'm feeling it a bit now. Like my quads are still, still dead. It's just like go up the stairs and it's just yeah, aching. Um, so yeah, hopefully got on a run tomorrow. Haven't haven't gone since, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Probably just be crawling around the place. Uh, it's yeah. good fun. It's good fun. Cycling kind of like yeah, becomes a bit more of an adventure rather than sort of like training. You can cover so much more distance. Oh yeah, feel that for sure. Yeah. What's your longest ride, Brad? Uh, 90, 90 k's. Nice. Oh, we give it to you. To be honest, that was better than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like a good amount of distance. Like after sort of like three hours or something, and you just yeah, yeah. you just got problems. <laughs> oh, you're cycling those ninety k quicker than me if you're doing it in three hours, mate. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's four hours for sure. Like, so it's a generous <laughs> average speed I'm giving myself. Yeah. yeah. Very good though, yeah. Good times. Um yeah. obviously some other classic questions. Do you have any uh, any favorite Jaywalk banquet stories? <laughs> we have actually I think briefly discussed another Jaywalk banquet that you were at or well you were at for a while anyway I don't know if you'd be able to retell us like relive <laughs> that story for us but who uh, who told the story I can't remember it could have been Owen or Mark or Johnny or somebody who yeah I'm not exactly sure I think Owen's story would have been very similar to mine oh uh, it probably wasn't Owen then that's fair <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they didn't really tell the story, but they just mentioned uh, briefly that there were a few men missing for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My jaywalks were weird. Like, I was thinking about it before. Um, I did, like, three jaywalks. So, like, the first one is with you. Was that? That was in uh, that yeah, was Poland, Poland, wasn't it? 2011, yeah. In Poland, and it was, like, got to the banquet, and they were all being a bit funny about, like, drinking and stuff. And then we ended up, like, not being drunk, and everybody else was. Yeah, we fucked it that year. Yeah. So we were like, at a banquet. had stuff. I know, it was shocking. Was None of us had been to Jared before. We didn't know the story. And they were like, you cannot bring alcohol. And we were like, ah, yeah. shit, what do we do? So we dumped our stuff outside and yeah. then got in. And everybody had just brought their stuff in. And we were like, fuck. <laughs> uh, I think we figured it out. I think Alison Campbell came over to our table with vodka and shared it around yeah. a bit. She certainly didn't need it. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> I saw on the dance for that, yeah. Like, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel guilty. Yeah, it's like the first. We've one... all been where she was. I'll just say that I know that I've been worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too, definitely. As I'm just about to say. <laughs> so, like, 
first one didn't drink enough second one i think like yeah me and owen just went really really hard beforehand <laughs> like i think even in like the elevator going down uh to like the reception from the hotel like we got like two shots of like vodka in just doing that and then i think by the time we got to got to the banquet i don't even think we even managed to like eat anything like i don't remember eating anything that was it. Um, oh, so yeah. just ended then. It was like, all right, see you later. Off we go, back home. Yeah. <laughs> I remember waking up, uh, waking up in the morning, and it was like, um, so yeah, me and Owen were in like the same room. I woke up and like, I was like, I can smell sick. I was like, oh, <laughs> Owen's been sick, and I was like. I just looked in the corner and then like talked about it afterwards and we'd just both been sick. You <laughs> <laughs> both wake up like, oh shit, the other person got sick. Oh, yeah. it happens the best of us. You yeah. start discussing oh and say like, I saw you getting sick. And you're like, I saw you getting sick. <laughs> yeah. And then, Bro, dude. <laughs> and then third one, like absolutely like perfect. Just the right amount of alcohol. <laughs> So yeah, third time lucky. Oh uh, yeah, that's oh, the three J walks to perfect it. You always get the last year. I feel like I don't know. I I feel like we got it pretty right in 2012. There weren't that many of us on the Irish team, but we had a yeah. good time. You were there too, Brad. You might remember. 2012. 2012. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one was a good one. Yeah. That one was like that one was probably the best for me. Where was 2012? I don't think I didn't go to 2012. I think I skipped out one. I think I went like 2012, 2011, 2013, 2014. Uh, yeah, 2012 was Slovakia. It was just okay. uh, myself, Connor, Anya, and Josh on the team. And Greg yeah, is yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Our, our phase of jaywalks just seemed to be like centered around Eastern Europe. I think I got like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Czech, yeah Poland, Czech Republic, Bulgaria. And then... What yeah, is this? Hello. Oh, Hello. um yeah weird timing i think after that it went to like norway and stuff yeah yeah Yeah. 2015 i think was back in norway and like 20 Mm. uh yeah i don't really remember but yeah there there just are quite a lot in eastern europe but there have been a few scandinavian ones since then i think yeah but yeah for jaywalk banquets bulgaria was definitely the highlight Highlight for me. Who was that, Bulgaria? Was that you, Mark, and Harry? Yeah, me, Mark, Owen, and, and then Harry was there as well. So, oh, yeah, yeah cool. that was good. That was good. It's really good. Um, uh, so that might mean, because I really remember seeing the, the poster from you guys and thinking there were three people. And it was like, you'd done this poster, like, sitting on front of a car or something, no clothes on. <laughs> Holding a bit of fruit or like some bananas to cover it. Sack of potatoes. Oh yeah, good times. And I remember looking at it being like, it's just three of them, and Ivan's the coach. So did Jack have to go to his dad? Like, hi, will you take a photo of us here? Yeah, Dad did take the photo. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I was thinking that like, oh maybe maybe Harry was there and wasn't in the photo or something, and so he took it. But oh, that's gas. Uh, so it's the most ridiculous thing ever. It was like at the side of like one of the main roads or of like one of the towns. And yeah, it just it was like completely pan flat. 
um, just like farmers' fields around, like no sort of like trees or anything. I just like, ran behind this random house, like, um, yeah, stripped off, and then just like held potatoes in, you know, convenient positions, and just like sprinted across to the car. <laughs> yeah, it was just ridiculous. You just pulled a few potatoes out of the field beside you, and like this will do. Off we go. <laughs> I think we actually loads of like the local people were just like selling stuff at the side of the road. So we were just like, oh, is that bag buy a bag of potatoes, potatoes kind of go across the road for <laughs> yeah. them, strip off. Pretty much. You Pretty take much. the potatoes back afterwards. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here you go. Thank you very much. So <laughs> oh, that is funny. Yeah, that was really good old days. Those the J-Rock posters, I feel like, are no more. I don't really know. Mm. Don't really follow the J-Rock scene, but I'm pretty sure they started banning all these uh, these posters, yeah. top ten lists and stuff. Yeah, I think it like transitioned to just like Facebook for a while, but then I think yeah, it's probably just gone to shit. But yeah, bit bit like yourself, yeah. got no idea what's happening now. Yeah. Sure, look here we are. Indeed. So yeah, good times. That was fun. It was fun. Good competitions. Exactly. <clears throat> yep, very good. Um, I'm actually like don't particularly have many more questions. I don't know if there's anything you want to ask, Brad. Get in there before we round up, or yeah, just like which character from Tiger King do you most relate to? <laughs> which character <laughs> have you watched it Jack yeah I have watched it yeah oh, yeah, it, yeah. Good <laughs> yeah that was like my first I haven't of, like, seen it. Uh, COVID lockdown like escape it's yeah. the most ridiculous program ever uh, yeah like the whole way through it I was just like couldn't believe that any of this stuff was happening and just like yeah, one thing would happen and you'd be like oh my god did you see that and then like two <laughs> seconds later you'd just be like what the fuck oh my god uh, yeah everybody is fucking mental in that program <laughs> I don't want to be any of them like, maybe, you gotta relate to somebody here uh, like maybe one of the tigers I think that's the like winning option <laughs> like probably got the best morals out of everybody yeah do, do you think do you think Carol Baskin killed her husband? Oh, <laughs> definitely, definitely, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I haven't Carol seen Baskin. it at all, but I know like who Joe Exotic is, and I know that Carol Baskin might have killed her husband. I don't know more than that. But every now and again, someone posts a video of her thanking her fa- her like flower fans or something on Twitter. <laughs> She's nuts. They're just all nuts. There isn't one person in that like program that is like normal. Yeah. It's just a ridiculous collection of people. It's like yeah, I think there's like the one of the, like the first scenes in the first episode and they're like interviewing somebody that is actually normal and they're like um uh, just talking about like animal trafficking in general and they're like, Yeah, you know, the chimpanzee people, they're a bit weird, you know. They do some weird stuff, whatever. And then they're like, but the big cat people, they're fucking insane. <laughs> it's just like... So true. So true. Jeez. Does sound Such funny. Worth a watch. Collection. Oh, oh, yeah. Just for like, just for absolute shock. Like, it's yeah, ridiculous. 
I, think I always kind of assumed it was, it was just such shit quality TV that I was like, I don't know if I'm going to stoop to this level, but it does get rave reviews. So yeah, yeah, it's surprisingly addictive for how like shit it is. Yeah, it's yeah. really shitly good. It's one of those weird ones. They always they always introduce the next drama like right at the end of the episode. <laughs> So you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, I have to watch the next episode. Yeah, yeah. You cannot <laughs> leave it there, can you? Yeah. No, definitely highly recommended. <laughs> in a in yeah, strange yeah. sense. <laughs> um, any, uh, completely unrelated, uh, any, like, race in particular that you've done jack anywhere in the world because i feel like you with a few friends stuff you probably have done a few decent european races or probably you've done some cool british fell races anything that you feel like that's a must do for people you want to shout out to listeners got to do this race once in your life yeah uh yeah well i think like in terms of sort of uh british fell races um the three showers fell race is very very good that's really good but i mean yeah just like fell races in the uk the general sort of vibe of it is just you know go out like smash a race and then come come back and everybody just goes and sits in the pub so it's just great just get like yeah good uh good pub session afterwards and um, but yeah a couple of years ago i went and did the dolomite sky race um mm. in 2018 and that was just awesome like absolutely unbelievable just for like the sort of yeah the whole sort of like environment around it at the start there's just so many people and there's like a helicopter following you and stuff and it's just ridiculous and um, and that one in particular like you get to like a proper peak as well um which you don't get that often when you're in like the alps and stuff because yeah, yeah. they're just stupid high yeah. <laughs> but that one is like yeah unbelievable so so good um and that's like I injured myself on the way down, and I still think it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he saw that cool area. Yeah, that the Dolomites are just unbelievable. You know, you've got that whole like sort of race environment, but then as well as that, like the Dolomites in general, it's just like everywhere you look, you're like, oh, I want to run up that, want to run up that, and then you look somewhere else, you're like, oh, that one looks good as well. It's just like 360 degrees, like everything looks amazing. Yeah, really good. Definitely recommend it. And uh, yeah, want to go to Yukula now as well. You've just reignited that for me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fire in the belly. Yeah, that's it. X, <laughs> X, Oriental. <laughs> Back with a bang. What do you think, Brad, then? How about 20, 2022 when everything's properly settled down? We moved to the Dolmites. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, Thank you. I mean, sold. Working yeah. your Italian now for a year and a half, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah. We might need to marry you too for a passport, but like. Yeah, that's cool, me. It's cool, me. Cool, cool, cool. Worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be good to tie you down to me for life as well. No more escaping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good times. I'm actually moving over to um to Oxford this weekend, Jack. Which I don't know. Probably not quite that close to Bristol. Uh, it's about sure. two hours, maybe something like that. Not a fair. That's away, still, yeah, yeah, still a reasonable bit. Not exactly like. Yeah. You probably lived closer to me when I was in Ireland. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and then you'd be like, "Oh, cool, we're going to like one thing a year, the Irish champs together." <laughs> yeah. 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 
That's cool. Well, yeah. What are you doing there? Uh, I'm starting a PGC teaching maths basically in the oh, university cool. there, so in schools. Nice. Yeah, I've started the last two weeks, but just virtually, and I have to move over now because there's a bit more in person after this weekend. Uh, but yeah, so I could see some fair races or you never know, long runs and weekends in Wales. Yeah, Not really definitely. sure what the plan will be, but definitely yeah. sounds good. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, give me a thank try. you. Get some yeah. organized. Will do. If uh, oh, this is going to be exactly what the listeners want to hear, uh, <laughs> listen to the end. But yeah, so if like you don't really use Facebook Messenger so much, what's the best form of contact? <laughs> <laughs> WhatsApp is definitely the best form of contact. Good, yeah, good. This is great value for the listener. Exactly. Do you want to call to fair, If anybody no, wants uh, to contact me, then they'll know where to go. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't use Facebook what? Messenger. Colin, Colin's been emailing the other Jack Miller. Like. <laughs> yeah. He keeps coming back to me like, I don't do orienteering. I was like, <laughs> I'm just looking for your prize money, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll message you my number. Yeah, sounds good. Over. Cool. Decent. All right. Well, good. good times. Thanks for coming along. Um, yeah, no worries. It's been a pleasure. It's been very enjoyable. Good to catch up with you, Spurs. It's been a very long time. Yeah, it's been good. You've probably met Brad once, but uh... <laughs> yeah, this is probably the longest longest I've spoken to Brad. So, and everybody else gets to experience it as well. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we call him Irish nowadays. Yeah. We just wait yeah. on the civil partnership. <laughs> Get there one day. Yeah. All right. Very good, Fair lads. Cheers. Decent. All right. Well, I'll see you later. Yep. Cheers. Have a good Bye-bye. one. Bye.